A very good evening to you. Great to have you on Metro FM Talk tonight. Perhaps let's start with um, the reason why you found it important to conduct a study of the stature. Thank you. I mean, very and uh, evening to you and to Metro FM listeners. I think there's a quick correction. I'm a research specialist at the University Research Center, and as you mentioned, in mental Dr. Sousi, my apologies. We're going to try and get you back on a better line. Um, that particular line that we're on now is extremely compromised. And uh, if I'm struggling to hear you, I'm sure everybody else at home or in the car uh, is, is also struggling. So we'll, we'll get back to you in, in just a moment. Um, that's Dr. Sousi. We'll get him back on a better, on a better line in just a moment. But one thing I did fail to mention a little bit earlier on, uh, when I was talking through who is funding who, NASPAT has contributed one million rand to the Democratic Alliance and made this contribution on the 10th of September. And now you'll remember that NASPAT uh, basically owns Media24. Do you believe that there should be some sort of restrictions on bodies such as the media, for example, and who they support politically. Because if Nashbas is supporting the lights of the Democratic Alliance, they are making it very clear, Media 24, that that is the, you know, the party that they support. Will they then be um, unbiased in their reporting and their reportage and their coverage of other political parties? Does this not then compromise their editorial standing as well as the standards that are supposed to be held by the media and the journalistic fraternity. So just your thoughts on that as well. Uh, you can send us your voice notes on 079-191-4270. Should there be any sort of limitations and does this in any way affect the coverage of various political parties because of who they have actually financially supported and contributed to? Dr. Sousi, I believe we've got you back on the line. Let's start yeah. again. Why okay, you found uh, this important? Yes, um, yeah, the, the study was funded by uh, the Open Society Foundation. And uh, the, the main why it is important is because um, municipalities are the closest to the community. And uh, service delivery, uh, their mandate is to deliver services. And if municipality, the municipal system itself at, at the local government, uh, if it's not functional, it, it becomes very difficult for uh, municipality to deliver services to, to the people. And uh, in that case, hence uh, you see all these uh, service delivery projects and the rest. Then, um, but before going to that, the, the main thing for the study was to then how can we best support municipalities because. Um, and the only way we can best support municipalities is by understanding and, uh, the state of capacities and skills uh, at the municipal level. So um, has, the, has the Open Society Foundation uh, funded this study so that we could do uh, skills and capacity assessment of uh, municipal officials and in order to really understand some of the interventions that, uh, that might be required so that uh, there are proper alignment. Um, Looking at uh, 
the current um, trainings and capacity building strategies that are, and intervention that exist uh, at the municipality with their work skills plan, how can we align them with uh, the needs of the community? And then uh, uh, understanding different strategies and intervention to, contrib to contribute towards uh, professionalization of, um, of municipal officials. And, and one thing that you, you already mentioned initially in your introduction when you're talking about the need of a bold political leadership in municipalities so that uh, that can be able to, stand, to, to, to really lead, govern, and uh, to have ethical um, behavior uh, in terms of the leadership that can, can really resist corruption and maladministration, specifically uh, when we speak about uh, um, local government, we, it, it becomes, since the, 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 the way service delivery, it, it, it's mandated to deliver service to the, to the community, political interface, it, it really um, becomes, a, it does obstruct and it becomes a deterrent in terms of uh, how services can be delivered. So th th those are some of the main issues that we're looking at and why we felt that this is a very critical study for at this, at this stage and uh, uh, for us to be able to understand why there are so many issues within municipalities capacity and uh, skill uh, assessment is, mm. is very important. So when you did your analysis and you did your study, what exactly did you find and discover? Right. Um, there are a number of issues that came up, but I think we'll, uh, we'll try to look at uh, I think, uh, thinking about this and from the discussion we had this morning, the main issues that one will have to look at to, to talk about is uh, there are issues of regulatory framework and uh, compliance. So the, 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 the local government here is, is over-regulated, and uh, at some point uh, it becomes a burden to municipal officials to follow all these regulations because if everything, you'd have to go through a number of uh, compliance, um, uh, compliance uh, documents of which at the very same time they, they, might, they, they, they deter uh, or they become a hindrance to, to, to adapt for the end user who's, uh, who's uh, the, commu the community. So uh, that at, at this certain you find um, a lack of concept of management within uh, the, 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 the municipalities, which um, a lot of people, some officials, they, they, they will rather overlook some of these uh, regulations and, 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 and do differently. But on so, top so, of that, but, but it, it becomes you, an issue if, of understanding of regulations itself, mm. is over, over, over regulation. Let, let me ask you this, though, Dr. Sauce. Mm -hmm. There's the flip side of the over-regulation that you speak about. You know, regulations mm -hmm. are put in place in order uh, to curtail any sort of corruption, in order mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, all the checks and balances are in place. But That's even okay. with the regulations, we're still finding corruption within municipalities. We are still finding processes being flouted. So my layman, layman's interpretation of that is that perhaps there need to be better regulations that are, are put in as opposed to removing them? No, I, 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 I fully agree with you. But the, the, the issue here becomes 
the issue for over-regulation, as Mirai reported, they will really, the municipal officials fully understand all these regulations. That becomes a big question. And that takes us to the next layer when we're speaking about corruption, it takes us to the layer of political and administrative interface. So the, 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 which blur the line between uh, administrative uh, leadership and the, the political sphere. And, and that's where then, as you say, that the regulations are there to, so that there are proper compliances and then to, to really try to avert uh, corruption. But the moment then the, the layer of political um, interface comes in, it sort of um, takes to proceed the regulation then because every, at the municipal level, a lot of people, are, officials are there, they need to protect their own position. They, they will end up, um, they end up really accepting uh, uh, to what the, the political uh, marker is, is suggesting. So that becomes one issue, and if you move from that one left, one layer up from that, then it becomes it, it becomes disruptive within the institutional environment itself, where um, politics, regulations, and, and the political interface, the regulations also affect how the, the, the institution, the institution function, or the institution of local government itself functions. So. Um, that I think it, it, those are some of the issues that came up where uh, you see and some municipality officials are frustrated, but at the very same time, uh, their frustration, they will still need to, to really, the, the, the community, on the other hand, still requires them to deliver. But also, the other thing is uh, the communities also do not uh, in some communities, they do not understand the difference between a, 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 an administrative uh, official and a, a political official uh, at the same time. So that itself also creates conflict uh, or, uh, in the process of delivering services to its communities. And, and you know, you've touched on what really could be the nerve of the dynamics that exist in local municipalities, and that is the relationship between the administrative and the political and how they often bleed into each other, which is what is not supposed to be happening. Those fears are supposed to be uh, to be separate and to be separated. In the study, did you come up with any sort of solutions on how to better improve the workflow between these various fears and the interaction between these various fears so that each functions optimally without being a hindrance to the other. Yes, um, we actually, as it's ongoing, we're still finalizing the report, and uh, we will take it one step further. We will we'll do a policy in bit, and uh, from there, we'll, then we we'll look at the different challenges that uh, that you find within the leadership, both uh, at a political and administrative level, and we'll give recommendations to how to really create a, an environment that, uh, that, that, is, that, that is conducive. But I think key to that, and, and it's something that we also mentioned this morning, is, is how can we depoliticize the local government environment? And the, 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 the debate uh, that is going on at the moment of professionalizing uh, professionalization of, of the local government space, 
becomes very critical because in that case, um, in that sense, then the local government officials will work independently from uh, a political um, uh, from the political master. I, I wonder, Dr. Sasi, because we are such a politically conscious society, and even now with the local government elections, it is the politics of it all that is the motivator for individuals to even vote for the parties that they that they want to 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 to, to govern their local municipalities, and they vote for parties in the hope that those parties will be able to deliver on the services and you know deliver that professionalism that you speak of so how then can one divorce the two because in our psyche as a people the the politics and the administration is very much uh, one in in many of the instances at least in the understanding of the, of the layman and how it is actually even structured Yes, I think yeah, that, that that's quite critical. Uh, how can we divorce the two? I think the the reality is that it it becomes very the, the, the line is very thin and it becomes difficult to divorce both. But I think it it, it becomes uh, an issue of uh, political uh, maturity on on the level of uh, of of, of uh, the, the the leaders where. They, they minimize the interface, the interface within the administration of uh, of of of, um, of, of, of municipalities, and uh, they, they, it's the same thing that um, an example from some of the the the, 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 the discussion with uh, senior officials, where you are in a position as a, 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 an administrator or an accounting officer, for instance. But you, uh, your junior is senior at the political level in, in the branch. Then you, your junior at work comes and gives you instructions that are that are coming from the branch, which then some of these instructions that are compromising in terms of uh, your, your your the way you need to do things at the, at the, at your office. Then that's what creates a, a lot of conflict. But I think if there can be minimum interface where the, the political master is not uh, having a full upper hand in terms of how administrative issues are, are, are being handled, that then can can catch can avert uh, the, the, the issue of uh, of the conflict between the two. Let's move on to a, another factor that you looked into in in, in the study, and mm -hmm. that is the the tender system. And, and your view is that it needs to be reformed. In what ways? Um, I think the, 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 the whole question around uh, reforming the tender system comes from the fact that um, a lot of things within the municipality they are really central to, uh, to, to, to the tendering system. And as a, it is a simple uh, example that uh, my colleague gave that came from, uh, it has come from one of the, the, the interviews where to procure a pen, it will take you 30 days to get a pen, of which if there, is, there are processes that are, have proper checks and balances. 
you can you can go buy a pen from from a, a, from a, a specific um, uh, outlet and the work will move. But what has what has happened now is the tendering system becomes um, sort of a hindrance to different processes. But that in itself. It does not mean that it is reduced. There, there, there is there is less corruption that is happening. So, for us, say that um, from the findings, say that no, the tendering system has to be really um, overhauled. It is because it it becomes very difficult one to deliver services to to communities because of the, the processes and the, all that 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 has to be followed during the tendering system. At the very same time. Only connected people, that is from from, from the, 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 the the findings, connected people get to or consistently get uh, these um, these tender awarded to them. So at the end of the day, you'll find a service that can be delivered to to communities at a fraction of the cost that it you'll find that the cost has been escalated because of all the the the, the, the loopholes that are within the tender the current tender. Dr. Sasi, in, in just a moment when we return, um, we're going to round up uh, with just finding out from you how this type of research is actually going to be input into the municipalities of, you know, what value is it really? So we'll round that up in, in, in just a minute or so. It is 11 minutes after 8 o'clock, and this is Metro FM Talk as we focus on a research study conducted by the Human Sciences Research Council on municipalities. It is exactly 12 minutes after 8 o'clock in conversation with Dr. Sasi from the Human Sciences Research Council. Doc, how, yes. how then does a study of this nature impact and influence um, how council is, is uh, constituted or how local government rather is run and how those lines between the administrative and the political spheres um, can better be demarcated and the issues of tendering, for example, that you highlight here, uh, can be ironed out and reformed. Okay, thank you. Um, I think the, the one thing that, have, uh, that is key and that we have to highlight here is change is progressive. So um, a study like this, I don't, uh, it, 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 it's starting a conversation uh, that is like what we're having right now, and uh, um, a lot of um, it, 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 was, it, it also brings us to it, it gets to the attention of, uh, of, of, of the leadership and the, uh, either political or administrative leadership within uh, the, the government sector. And uh, um, having this conversation study, then that will allow us to then look at how can we best um, support. Uh, change within the, the, the municipality, specifically when we're talking about skills and capacity. And uh, I think the one thing that I said, uh, we, and we mentioned earlier about this, that is we're talking about how can we reinforce ethical behavior and, uh, and, and leadership so that um, work of this nature, when it comes to, to the fall, then we can start finding leaders that are ethical and that are capable of saying that no, we cannot continue in this path. Rather, um, how can we really make make sure that because our mandate is to, to
to deliver services to, to the community. And I think it, it, that it's also become relevant to the point whereby with the district development model that is now uh, that, that is now underway and being, and being launched, do we, have we engaged communities enough? Have we engaged um, a, a municipal official enough or, and political uh, officials enough to really understand the answers of the district development model, and I ask uh, um, municipal, municipal officials capacitated and uh, skilled enough to really uh, implement the district development model. So then, uh, then through such a conversation, then I think we'll be able to really then start looking at it. when we submit a policy brief, we write a policy brief, and we will give recommendations as to how we, we see this working. Mm. And hopefully then it will, it will reach the, the attention of uh, those who are, who are making decisions and be able to really uh, say that, you no, know, let, us, let us start implementing change and, and look at this line, as, as you mentioned, the very thin line between political and administrative interfaces at the local government level. But so. the key to everything and central to everything is service delivery to communities. Dr. Kombi Sasi, thank you very much uh, for your insight in uh, breaking this uh, research paper down. Uh, it took two years to, to put um, together, looked at eight different municipalities and coming out with some recommendations there. That's uh, Dr. Kombi Sasi from the Human Sciences Research Council.